Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Castology. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Castology, the podcast where we recommend podcasts and review podcasts and fight about podcasts sometimes. Mm, yeah. I'm one of your castologists, Liz Best, here in our brand new studio with... Zane C. Weber. It's mostly new. There will be... There's still, still things coming. Well, that's very exciting. We're in the new premises yet. That no now, new mics yet. But no new mics yet. And I'm also here in the new studio with... Nick Bleeker. And it's very nice. We've moved out of the pod loft, which mm. I've got to admit, the pod loft still holds a very special place mm. in my heart. But, but now there are no cats here. There are no yeah, cats here, so I don't have to take a Zyrtec before I come, which is nice. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's a good point. But it's schmick because we just walk in and there's all this like tea and coffee and fancy shit and the over the table it. smells freshly varnished. Filtered water. What's happening? Yeah, the water taps outside. Holy yeah. shit. I mean, all of that except the filtered waters at, my, at the pod loft. I know, but this is a space that's like a, <laughs> yeah. it's like a, it's, I feel like a radio, a proper radio yeah. host. It's a, it's a purpose built is what, is what this purpose is. Purpose built yeah. studio mm. for the That's Not Canon Network. It's very bloody exciting. How are we? I feel a bit weird because I'm not in the pod loft. Seriously. Like, it's, you know, it's kind of like you're so used to it and then you get taken out. Of your yeah. comfort zone. Got I got That's where I'm at right now. Yeah. I had to move my chair because initially my chair was set up to be next to Nick. And normally we each sit on a different side mm. of the of the pod loft. Of a square table. Of a square table. And I was like, this can't uh, this won't stand. I can't I can't death stare <laughs> either of the boys from sitting beside them. This is not great. Yeah. So I moved. So now I'm at the head <laughs> of the table holding a bid a big podcasting boardroom meeting. Yeah. yeah. I feel like a peon, which is great. I'm fine with that. Perfect. Yeah, that's what you're into, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know. well, let's get to the shit that we came here to do, everybody, and that is recommending podcasts. So this week, I would like to start with Nicholas. <sighs> Feels good. I'm recommending The Road Taken with CT and Bayo. Now, CT and Bayo are both members of the band Vampire Weekend, and this show is them talking to their friends in the music industry about all things live music in the background, all the craziest stories. So there's a couple from the the Black Keys. I think Michelle Branch is on there. It's a really short series. I don't know if they're coming back for it, mm-hmm. but there's a ton of really interesting insights about how much they get paid for like private gigs, which is <laughs> fucking obscene mm-hmm. compared to like touring. 
like there's a really interesting anecdote on the Black Keys one, which I think you'll find in terms of the amount of money compared to like a private corporate event to a live event is corporate I was like, holy shit. is where yeah. yep. it's at. So yep. if anybody wants to have a live taping of Castology <laughs> as a corporate event. Our fee starts at $50,000. Bring uh, it the fuck on. Um, we'll, we'll do themed. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll we theme can the theme podcast any podcast around your business. <laughs> Interview you. We'll do moderated paneled sessions. It'll yeah. be great. Yeah, we have such good rapport. So. So, um, but yeah, so this one is really, really interesting. I'm very curious to see whether they come back for, for more because they've got such clear connections. But they also talk about what it's like being sort of um, stuck creatively when it comes to making music and rehearsing and the differences in like how some bands rehearse and some bands don't. So yeah, there's a lot to sort of unpack and it's kind of nice and condensed. It doesn't really continue beyond 10 episodes. So yeah, the road taken. Cool. How long are the episodes? About an hour each. Cool. Yeah. Cool. I'm going to go next because okay. I want Zane to go last. Ooh. No, it's All no right. reason. Got just him. Got him. Ouch. I don't know what I did to deserve that. <laughs> I don't know. Saving the best to last. Leave me alone. Okay. Right. So my podcast is a podcast that I actually found about six to eight months ago and I popped it on my list and it's finally come up for us to talk about. Um, you guys all know how I like diseasey podcasts, right? Yes. <laughs> um, that's a weird way to describe Disease. them. Yeah, diseasey. I am interested in like epidemiology mm-hmm. and, um, you know, how infections happen. Going through a bit of a boom at the moment. Yeah, Look, this is like a hot topic. People need to know about this stuff. And the way that I found this particular podcast is because I Dr. Googled my symptoms of a bunch of things <laughs> and they're like, do you have Lyme disease? And I'm like, maybe, I don't know. Let's find out with the podcast Patient Zero. <laughs> So be aware there are more than one, there is more than one Patient Zero podcast. So it is the one um, that is about Lyme disease by New Hampshire Public Radio. It's very green cover. Yeah. Very lime mm. green. Lime wire. Yes. No. Well, kind of. Lime well, wire no. green-ish. <laughs> yeah, lime wire green. So it's kind of like a podcast on Lyme disease talking about how to solve medical mysteries because a lot of doctors don't even believe that Lyme disease is a thing. Um, And so people to get a diagnosis is actually quite difficult. They have to doctor bounce. Um, And the interesting thing I think particularly for this podcast is that the host Taylor Quimby has actually had Lyme disease. Um, And so not only does he talk about his own experience, which was very mild because as a dude, he got diagnosed really quickly, whereas his female counterparts (laughs) that he chatted You're being hysterical. (laughs) (laughs) You've just got the flu. Go home. Take some Panadol. Um, So basically, um, it's a New Hampshire Public Radio um, podcast. It's the who've done other podcasts that I've also loved, like Bear Brook. Um, And uh, God, I can't read my notes. The screen is too bright in this new place. Basically, I found it really interesting because they, the Centre for Disease Control and Prevention um, estimates that there are more than 300,000 cases of Lyme disease per year, right? So mm, more than mm, measles, mm. hepatitis and mumps. And it's more common than the other ones that you hear about all the time, like whooping cough and stuff like that. But so many people don't believe it exists. And so I just found this podcast really interesting of kind of solving the mystery of does it exist? If it does exist, what treats it? How many people, you know, I'm I mean, it does exist. I'm going to predict that because the host has had yes, disease, <laughs> they hypothesise oh. that it exists. Yes. And look, <laughs> I've met somebody, I have one acquaintance, I won't say friend, who's who's had Lyme disease and I, it shits me when people, you know, keep talking about these diseases that some people have actually figured out do exist and here are the long-range symptoms and just yeah, yeah. kind of won't acknowledge that they yeah. exist. <coughs> Chronic fatigue syndrome. <coughs> <laughs> 
So, yes, patient zero, get onto it. Tell me what you think. Cool. Zane. I have a weird podcast for me this week. For you. Yeah. Okay. Um, So, this is technically about spies and espionage. Oh, shit. Shit, shit. Technically. (laughs) It's about one specific iteration of spies and espionage um, that may or may not have happened. Uh, It is called Wind of Change. Like... The like song, the song, the song Wind, of, Wind Change. of Change. So the Berlin Wall comes down. I'm just going to read the blurb because they they said a lot better than I could because I'm not a I'm not a huge uh, East West Berlin uh, historian. Uh, the Soviet Union is on the verge of collapse. A heavy metal band from West Germany, the Scorpions, releases a power ballad, Wind of Change. Love that song. Right. Don't care how corny it is. <laughs> love that song. Um, and basically that becomes a soundtrack for peaceful revolution that kind of sweeps across Europe and the world and is one of the biggest rock singles ever. However, there is a rumour and a theory that the CIA planted that song. <laughs> to, to what end? Yeah, uh, okay. yeah right. <laughs> ba- Basically that the CIA was involved in the promotion uh, and uh, dissemination of that song throughout <laughs> that region to basically start uh, anti-Russian sentiments. So it's or, like psyops. How, yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, right. <laughs> Can they uh, do so, more psyops through music? Because that's great. Yeah. <laughs> well, it mentioned in in the episode is uh, be, like the the mission that uh, was turned into the film Argo, where the CIA funded the creation of a film so that the film crew could go into places where the CIA couldn't and extract so people I from there. I fucking love that movie. Mm. Um, so it, it gives a few examples of like why it's not totally crazy that the CIA kind of dips its toe in media to achieve a goal. I mean, I mean, I was in when you said spies. Yeah. Really? You, you heard and then my you add rad you music spies, yeah. into spies <laughs> and I this is this is great. Yeah, so it is it's it's a serial, it's an, an investigation. Um you do hear some uh some like first hand sources, but mostly it's like investigation. Uh and yeah, so just start from the beginning and have fun. I'm, I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's our recommendations. Mm-hmm. That was pretty quick. I don't know. Maybe yeah, that's that's about how long that usually takes. Okay, I'm just on speed then. Okay, <laughs> so let's go on to the reviews, and I want to start with mine. But before that, oh. should we take a break? Let's take a quick break. I don't believe in coincidences. How much shit can happen on one street? One little insignificant street. Quiet, suburban, nothing shady until a year ago, and now two families are destroyed. A disappearance and a death exactly one year apart, and they live next door to each other? Something strange was going on on Hazel Street, and I was going to find out. Golden Ash an episodic crime drama from That's Not Canon Productions. That sounds awesome. I want to listen to that. You can. It's almost entirely completely finished now. Ooh. So it's a 24-part uh, 
audio series. That's the first time I've heard that promo, and it's so evocative. Yeah. I like it. That piano was fucking. It was created mint. by a group of uh, voice actors and thespians from Canada who, during nothing, had nothing to do during COVID, and so. Uh, didn't did audio shit. drama, and they put together twenty four episodes. In yeah, the so they're they're mini episodes, oh, so okay, they're between cool. three to eight minutes. Oh, um, yeah. nice! I like the ad in the middle because then we can review their promo. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it's on to the reviews, and I would like to start with the podcast that I recommended last week, which we're going to go with calling it a podcast because that's what we ruled it was last week. It is Cut and Run. It's an audible and original. Um, audio comedy uh, done by Ben Acker and Ben Blacker, who also did the Thrilling Adventure Hour with lots of stars, also doing their voice thing for it. What did you think? This pause is too uh, long. I don't that, like was a, it. that was a, a big breath. Yeah. From, like, do you want me to go first? Yeah. This is a, this is real bad for me. I <gasps> really didn't like what? this at all. Yeah. And I was so keen because, you know, I love Acker and Blacker. I love the Thrilling Adventure Hour. Um I, I wanted so much to like it that I went back and I listened to it twice the whole way through, no interruptions. And Meg Ryan was I ha- phoning yes. it in. I can't stand her. Okay, so that's one yeah. thing I wanted to say is that um, I loved everything about it but her. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I didn't. I don't even think it needed a narrator. No, not at all. And, but Meg Ryan was just added in maybe just as star power. Um I yeah, but also like Acker and Blacker gave every single character in this the same voice. <laughs> and I felt like they were like constantly expositing and it was just real frustrating. And I was like, okay, maybe I'm just in a bad mood. I'll go back and listen to it yeah. about a week later. And it, yeah, it just kind of, uh, yeah, it didn't get any better for me. And that's, it's, I'm really sad about it because I really wanted to like it. Yeah. And the thing is, just like Darcy Carden and Sam Richardson, I could listen to them reading the phone book and I don't, I didn't mind them per se, but I feel like sometimes I just, the, the whip crack dialogue was like almost them sh- like uh, Acker and Blacker showing off that we can write really snappy dialogue and sometimes it felt completely unnecessary so there was I can't remember the sequence it might have been in chapter 2 or 3 but there's like a back and forth between um, Carden and Richardson's characters and I was just kind of like this is trying a little bit too hard to be it's like Sorkinese do you know what I mean like if yeah. you watch that I'm kind of like yeah, yeah. the sequence at the Quinceanera was particularly that yeah. I found where it was like quip to quip to quip to quip to quip to quip to quip. And I'm like, yeah, that's really funny, but no one's not quipping. So it feels weird to me. Yeah. Yeah. And like, oh, yeah, that's, I'm, I'm really sad. I I'm, get yeah, it. I didn't it. Yeah. It kind of, it, like, it's upsetting, not because I just use an audible credit on it, but like <laughs> also just because. Well, I, was, if you had have listened to it when I told you to, it would have been free. Yeah. <laughs> but I, th- I feel like. The, the cast that's there, Meg well, Ryan Rachel aside. Bloom yeah, as well. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I think I just, my expectations are obviously quite high. And then listening to it, I was like, oh, this is this kind of falls really flat for me. Honestly, yeah. I think I, I feel that the performances apart from Meg Ryan were great. Yeah. But it, I feel I feel it was the writing. I do think mm. that it was, they struggled to differentiate because they wanted all the characters to be likable because they are for better or worse criminals mm. um, that they tried to they turned on the Acker and Blacker charm which is the like oh I'm smart and I'm hip and I'm witty and I'm going to make fun of myself and everyone around me but no one wasn't that so it just felt like that's what everyone is yeah, yeah. I get it <laughs> but hear me out 
Replace Meg Ryan with Mark Evan Jackson as narrator. Or Paul or, F. Tompkins. Well, I was going to suggest that, but I knew that <laughs> Nick over here would have been like... Bleh. That's a moustache guy I hate, right? Yes. I just have to keep mentioning that every time you mention I know who it is. <laughs> I feel like, honestly, you could replace Meg Ryan with anyone. Literally. And Patrick would be Brewster. F- yeah. Yes. Yeah. Adore yes. Matt. Someone... You could replace her. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's... Do you know she what? was a doormat. Like she, for yeah. me, and I was going to say this, I was going to shit on my own podcast, you can hear her fillers and Botox <laughs> in her voice. Wait, actually, no, genuine question. How do, you, how do you hear that? Like, You can tell that her lips are not as flexible as they used to be right, and okay. her face sounds taut. Her face sounds, sounds and taut. If you listen to the way that she sounded in earlier movies, like, mm. you know, Sleepless in Seattle or literally anything that she did early on in her career, mm. her voice sounds like her face is tight. And that mm. is, I don't know how I figured that out, sure. but that's what it sounded I mean, like to me. I didn't me. pick up on that, but like there were so many jokes that she just kind of like threw onto the floor and walked over. She's like, just like, like, give me money. She got, yeah. that, she got the Amazon bag and then bailed. That was it. Yeah. Because yeah. Amazon was just like, here. Audible. Well, it's owned oh, by Amazon. Oh, yeah, but true. Yeah. yeah. But Audible, yeah, same thing, you know. And, yeah, for me, honestly, if you take Meg Ryan out of it, I think the show probably is in a better spot because it doesn't jerk you away from what's going on yeah. so you can hear Meg Ryan deliver everything in one note. Yeah. Yeah, and I think having the narrator made it so that um, – I don't know why because they have a narrator – and the dialogue felt super exposition-y mm. as well rather than like action and or like what's actually happening or what's changing about the situation. So yeah, it was it's just an awkward listen for me. Um and I am sad about it and I will I'm going to stick with Akron Blacker because they do write witticisms well. Um I'm not I'm just not sure what went wrong with the formula on this one. It's Meg Ryan. I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm not as uh as certain uh, in throwing Meg Ryan under the buses as you are. But I, yeah, I did, Meg Ryan did not help this. No. No. I get it. I feel, right. I feel kind of bad because honestly, like I did go in well, expecting to like it. And, I yeah. like, I listen to a lot of shitty books that are like kind of cozy mysteries, they call them. So it's that very similar kind of, there's a romantic subplot, but also criminals and stuff like that. Yeah. And so this felt like the type of books that I listened to. And then to hear it was Acker and Black. To be honest though, had I not read that it was Acker and Blacker, I would not have been able to tell from listening because it's not as clever as the way they usually write. It's yeah, too clever. Yeah, yeah. Okay, fine. Let's go to the next one. <laughs> well, who 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 would you like? Literally to anyone. Next? I don't care anymore. Wow. Let's go to next next. Yep. Cool. Uh, so I recommended the Catch and Kill podcast with Ronan Varro, uh, which has the Pulitzer Prize winning, and I learned this. It's a journalism award. Yes. Um, Ronan Farrow investigating Harvey Weinstein and. Basically, the steps taken for him and in his investigative reporting to the uh, conviction of Harvey Weinstein. Um, it's full on, so obviously, if you're listening to it, just bear that in mind. But what did you guys think? I'm so into this mm. from a really fuck that guy kind of way. Yeah. Like, <laughs> can I just pop in here? What this podcast does better than any other podcast, true crime or otherwise, that I've listened to is bring the receipts. It's like the the evidence that he he brought, yeah. the people he spoke to is like, yes, this is this is exactly the behavior and the gaslighting that people are talking about, and that's why people were so like, oh, maybe he's just a weird guy. Yeah. 
Oh, it made me want to vomit and kill someone at the yes. same time. Yes, yes, yeah. absolutely. I thought that the way that the story was was um, played itself out on the podcast was really good. Mm. I thought that obviously having been with the story since the start, um, again, you're right, he had all the receipts. It, it gave me the same vibes as Chasing Cosby in mm. the fact that yeah. I love that people who have been with the story from the start, not just bandwagon jumpers, are getting on to explain not only how the crimes went down, but how it finally came to light. I love it. I'm not finished it. I will. It's a tough listen in places, um, but I need to finish. I like. I have a. It's not often that I have a need to finish a podcast, yeah. and I have a need to finish this one. Yeah, this one, even like Cosby, made me feel gross. This one at least makes me feel a little bit vindicated. Mm. And I'm not sure what the difference is there, though I will say this podcast gives great trigger warnings and content warnings, mm-hmm. not just at the start, but whenever they are about to mention something that mm. is uh, untoward or could be triggering, they're saying, hey, this might be a time to like take a break and come back. Flag it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's something that I think could be used in a few more podcasts as well. And hopefully will be in the future yeah. as, as the format's kind of taking shape. It's real. I think. Th- I th- also think the show does an incredible job of showcasing how powerful Weinstein was yeah. in the industry yeah. as well, well. Which is the scariest part. Is like you look at him, you're like, oh, you're obviously a piece of shit. But understanding how deep his roots were in the industry, that he could buy his way out of everything. Well, God, yeah. Like even listening in the first couple of episodes, where the story was ready to go with so much evidence that a court could have convicted instantly, yeah. Yeah. and it was just like walk away. Yeah walk away from this story right now and I just feel it yeah it just it, think, and yeah, you're, it made a, me feel slightly more triumphant than Cosby because yeah. I don't know why I can't I think, think it's it because Weinstein had gaslit the entire industry and so this is but so really had Cosby a, like he he tricked everyone into believing he was but he didn't have the clout that Weinstein did he didn't true. have the make and break power and like that he had right true. up until he was convicted mm. yeah. yeah and there's an interesting note at the in one of the earlier episodes where they say that Weinstein's been thanked more than God and he was considered God, which I thought was just a really interesting but subtle point that they mentioned of just how fucking powerful he was. And I I think at the end of it, I was like, all I wanted to say was fuck you and rot. And that was it. I felt, and I felt good about it. Do you know, I don't know how, like, if that makes sense, but... Well, it's yeah. really fucking satisfying when someone mm. who not only has gotten away with bad behaviour but deliberately covered it up in really disgusting ways is mm. finally exposed for the fraudster and con man that they actually yeah. are. Yeah, And I think, because I... I <clears throat> one of the last things... I went back and re-listened. One of the last things I listened to was the episode where they played the uh, the audio that the FBI basically set up the sting with. Yep. Um, and it is truly gross to listen to the way that he has total confidence in the way that he just throws it out. It's like, I can say this, it's not going to be a problem for me. Uh, and you know, he yeah. gives me shades of Donald Trump. It really it does. does. Yeah. It does. Like, oh, yes. More than shades, like, yeah. like black fucking Nico. Well, well that's, that's carbon copy. Yeah. It's exactly, this is, it's this the is same the playbook. playbook. Yeah. Which is fucked. It um, really is fucked. He's in control of everything. <laughs> Uh, don't worry, he's definitely not going to use the military to, to enforce the election. <laughs> uh, why are you guys so worried? 
Yeah. All right. Catch and so, Kill's really good. I well think done. everyone should listen to yes, it. Yes, please um, do. Of course, listen to the trigger warnings if, if you if you're in a um, if you're in a place where it's going to be difficult to listen to. Yeah. But it's definitely worthwhile, and there is a definite feeling of victory. Mm. Yeah, and one. just as an aside, really quickly, I think I mentioned it earlier in maybe last year when we were doing the show, but uh, a, a good companion book to listen to or read is She Said, which is the New York Times um, reports of journalistic process into how they got they, they got him. Yeah. Um, so if you want to listen to 10 hours of it, there's a book on Audible, which is real Audio good. book, yes. Well, My eyes um, don't have to work after work. No, yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's a really good uh, companion piece. I'd probably recommend this because it's obviously very, very much streamlined. It doesn't, yeah. it goes into from Go to Woe and also just all the other different things. But yeah, She Said by Jody Cantor and someone else. I'm blanking on the name, sorry. But yeah. Put it in the show notes. Yeah, well. Yeah. Zane. Okay, last week I recommended uh, Second Life, hosted by Hilary Kerr, which basically interviews women who are have transitioned from one career or industry into a second phase of their life and just talking about how they do that, what their career is, what their trajectory was and the um, the problems they faced along the way. Um, I don't usually do entrepreneurial or business podcasts, but I found this really this really interesting to listen to. Um, and I didn't know that it was specifically women until I started like listening to it. And I was like, oh, okay, it's only women. Yeah. Um, so they don't really focus on that angle, but mm. it is there. Um, yeah, so what did you guys think? Nick? Um it was fine. I, I mean, it was basically just interviewing entrepreneurs. And I listened to Miranda Kerr and Mandy Moore's one. Mandy Moore's episode oh. was really good. Um, got a really interesting backstory about like her at the start, which was like she performed the national anthem at, at like an Orlando Magic uh, NBA game, mm. and just basically her career going from like singing into just acting and directing and just hearing about how that transitions creatively I thought was incredibly interesting mm. I'm also a massive fan of her because uh, Candy is an incredible singer <laughs> so that's all that matters to me alright um, and the Miranda Kerr one was obviously really interesting as well just listening to how uh, she had a really good um, story about uh, how photographers uh, work in terms of setting up models and the different processes that some photographers have to compare to others and what she prefers. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's a perfectly fine podcast. I mean, I probably wouldn't really subscribe to it just because it's like, mm, yeah, I don't really care for entrepreneurialism or whatever the word is, but I think... Entrepreneurship? I don't know. Whatever. Either way. Los dos? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Business. Make up um, your own word. Shakespeare um, did it. Stonks. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's really interesting. It's, it's amazing the amount of access this podcast has to so many mm-hmm. different people. So if you're looking, if you're at all business inclined or minded, this is a winner. An absolute winner of a show. Just not for me. So as someone who has the threat of redundancy looming Ooh. over her head thanks to COVID <laughs> and the fact that our government's giving no money to universities Yay. in any way, shape or form, um, I found this quite inspiring. Yeah. Um, I didn't love the Miranda Kerr episode because I don't go in for a lot of her woo-woo skincare yeah, yeah. stuff. Yeah, the core I'm stuff like, I give me all the chemicals I need to look amazing. I don't like this natural extract of My karma flower. isn't going to fix it, yeah, Miranda. I don't like the whole, I filter all my products through pink crystals so they're infused with love yeah. I just I can't and I admire what she's done in terms yeah. of creating this this global brand from her skincare and that it was filling a gap in the market that didn't exist it's mm-hmm. just not for me um, but I did listen to a couple of other episodes and I yeah I think if you're in a career crossroads which a lot of people are right now or even if you just 
have stopped working because of COVID and you don't know, you know, where your next job's coming from, why not listen to a couple of episodes? Because you might come up with the idea that means that you don't have to go back to working for somebody else. Yeah. I thought it was, yeah, it's quite inspiring and it's really interesting to find out where people's great ideas came Came from. from. And... This is my biggest problem because I have the ideas. I just don't know how to make them work. I'm just like, hey, guys, here's six business ideas. And then like 10 years later, someone else is doing them and I'm still sitting here poor as shit. So, don't yeah. Don't worry. I'll remember you, Liz. Please. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, like, yeah, it's I, I got some ideas from it. <clears throat> I'm not going to make any of them happen because I'm lazy. Yeah. But, yeah, it's good. That's about what I expected because, like I, like I said, like this is a weird one for me and it, yeah. it caught me unexpectedly. So I thought I'd throw it in and see it's what It's timely, very yeah. timely. Yeah, absolutely. I think yeah. the way that the, working for a business school at a university, I can tell you that the way forward is almost certainly going to be entrepreneurship. <laughs> so get on it, get those ideas happening, figure out how to make it happen. Just don't start podcast networks. That's just for me. No one yeah. does. No, there's too many of those. The market's oversaturated. <laughs> it is, yeah. Just, you can't be just successful. Join this you can't be a successful. Just start, just start a successful podcast and on my network. Yeah, yeah. perfect. Boom. Perfect. Yeah, boom's up. All right. Well, that's us done for this week. So, if you would like, oh, should we go around and do the what we recommended? I never like doing that. I like going straight into the social stuff and then. So do I. Yeah. I mean, people. Yeah. Fuck it. If you want to know what we recommended, look at the title of the episode. You derps. <laughs> All the episode <laughs> notes, like they'll be there as well. So. If you want to find us, we are on all of the social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. If you want to recommend either a podcast that you just love the shit out of or your own podcast, you can go to thatsnotcanon.com forward slash castology and fill out our form or just drop us a line on any of the socials and we will be more than happy to listen to it, but we cannot guarantee we will recommend it. But I've started diving into the slush pile and... um, Actually, we've just got another wave. I'm not sure what happens, but we do get them in waves. So I have to put that Maybe into people the just listen to us badgering them and they all kind of <laughs> li- get to the point where they're like, okay, already, you've told us to recommend the podcast. Fine, I'll do it. So, yes, very excited to start listening to some listener yeah. submissions soon. I have been Liz Best here with... Nick Bleeker. And... Zane C. Weber. Goodbye from our shiny new studio. Ooh, goodbye. Can a song just objectively be bad? Yes. But that doesn't mean we can't learn from it. I'm Alex Smith. And I'm James Keogh. And on our new podcast, My Songs Suck, we talk to writers and musicians who share with us some of their earlier, less good content and reflect on how far they've come. If you want to get in on the fun, head to That's Not Canon Productions or find us on iTunes, Google Play, or whatever podcatcher you use. My songs suck, because everyone makes mistakes. Just make sure you record them. That's Not Kind of Productions podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.